0: Located in Matakana, the Vivian is surrounded by a vibrant arts community with some outstanding New Zealand artists. Sisters Star, Aroha and Ra Gossage are well known for their individual talents and unique work, and in this Vivian podcast, Star and Ra talk about what inspires their work in the show Still No Answer.
1: Tina korua, star gossage and ra gossage. We are delighted to welcome you both uh, to the Vivian for this very special podcast because you all have, including your sister Aroha, you all have work in this show. Still no answer, our, um, our special women's show that we've put on. We actually have a bit of a connection, don't we, locally, because we live in a beautiful place in a quiet corner of the world called Pakari, with a population of about 200 people. Um, and it is a really special connection because obviously there's a gallery owner living there, having access to three amazing artists, literally as neighbours, is, is something extraordinary for me. I'm, I'm really interested in talking to you both uh, this evening um, about you and about your Papa, and how that plays out through your work so I can learn a wee bit more as a Pakeha man from your perspective about your practice and why you do what you do and how important that is for you. We, um, we know a wee bit about the Gossage name already because your father, Peter Gossage, was a very well-known um, children's author and, and illustrator. Um, he, he, classics really, of New Zealand kids' literature, First one published in 1975, we found out. Uh, he did 12 books, 10 are still in print, including How Maui Found His Mother and The Battle of the Mountains. Aroha is represented by Artist Gallery, and she can't be here tonight, so I'm going to ask you some questions um, on her behalf and see if we can answer those. Uh, Star, you're represented by the wonderful Tim Melville down in Auckland. And Ra, you're currently showing with us. Woohoo! Yeah. High five. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to jump into it and then I'm going to let you guys do the talking, because for three sisters from a family of five kids, there's Marama, then Star, then Ra, then Tahu and Aroha, your work is immediately but identifiably very, very different. Was that something by accident or design? I,
2: I didn't know that it's different. From, I don't think I've been told that. Um, but I can see that it. I don't know how to, it stands out, a bit. When it comes from a place that's um, pretty
1: deep, I think. Is it interesting seeing you beside two of your sisters in the same gallery space? Yeah, um, I'm really grateful to
2: you, actually, Scott, for putting my sisters' work in your gallery. Um, And I came back from Bali and they told me I was in a show with them. And I go, I'm not showing with you (laughs) They (laughs) said, (laughs) yes, you are. No, but I was actually really proud um, that they are in your gallery. And I thought, oh, how wonderful.
1: No, we were were really proud as well. And of course, then um, Ra also burst into song uh, at the opening, which is really, really special for us. And how does it feel for you, Ra? How does it feel being in the in the gallery?
3: Oh, it feels wonderful. You know, I think it's a beautiful place, and um, you know, it's beautiful people that are here. And um, same as Star said, I'm just very proud to be a part of the exhibition and to exhibit alongside my sisters.
1: Do you see a difference between your your work is very identifiably different um, when you put it in the? I find all your work identifiably brilliant, and and that's what fascinates me in a sense is that it's not a case of somebody's really good and somebody's really average and somebody's trying to catch up there are three sisters in this space who are all doing kick-ass work (laughs) and I find that really interesting and I wonder if that was do you is it a solitary thing for you guys do you bounce ideas around off each other or do you just do your own thing right what do you what do you think? Well,
3: I think it hasn't been solitary because I've been painting in Star's studio God, for the last four years. She bought a new studio and I jumped in there without (laughs) even asking her to move my table in. So Star and I have painted alongside each other for many years, which is a wonderful thing because I think as a painter it can be an extremely solitary pursuit, you know, and you can get really lonely because you're alone for long periods of time, but. Yeah, luckily, I can paint with, alongside my sister and, you know, bounce ideas off each other. and
1: Yeah, it works well. And give us, Star, give us an idea. What If you're both in the studio, what is it like? Is it full of laughs? Is it, is it, is it, is it full of red wine? Or is it quite quiet? Or, or do you chit-chat when She's you're working? She's moved
2: out. She didn't well, tell yeah, you
1: that. <laughs> Recently,
2: she moved out and went up to my parents' house. One day, I, 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 was, I was in a bad mood or something, she just gapped it and left. Yeah, and um, like, and I was like,
3: don't go, don't go. <laughs> oh, you'll miss me. And so she's I've got the most work done in my life ever. Because we're so absolutely much more work stupid done.
2: all day long <laughs> yeah. giggling, laughing. Um, but we can work together. Yeah. But she must have got to a point where she'd had enough. She's having a break from me.
1: Yeah. But no, I it's, it's good, good fun. She's gone solo. Do you talk a lot when you work or is it quite quiet in the studio?
3: No, we it's talk stupid. Hopes, talk sometimes we roll hopes. on the
1: floor like pigs, laughing, yeah. laughing. And we
3: always <laughs> listen to 531PI <laughs> yeah. on the radio. We're a thonga, we'll you get know? them
2: to sponsor <laughs> this episode. and national radio. And then Aroha comes, sometimes, she comes occasionally, and she's like, I would, could never work with you two. You're too stupid. <laughs> we're like, we've set you up a table, Aroha, there's your corner. But she... She's quite intelligent. Doesn't like it sometimes, she? No,
1: because it comes over in the work. I think in in all of your work, there's there's a particular joy, uh, and it's it, people have a really strong emotional connection to your work, in the same way actually that they do to to the work of an artist like Sally Gabory. They stand in front of it and they talk or they explain or somehow it touches them really deeply, and there's. But what fascinates me with all of your work, and I'd like you each to talk about this, is there's something quite timeless in them. Mm. You know, they're quite hard to pinpoint in the moment in art history. And there's also a bit of a fragility in there. And I think that's maybe, I wonder if that's what people are connecting to. You, a sense that you put a lot of yourself into your work.
3: Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think that's bang on, we do, you know. And like how you are saying, all our styles are different, but I think we do have a common thread, is that where we're from, Parkerty, and where we connect to. And, um, you know, that's in all of us, you know, who we are, and we know who we are and where we come from. And, um,
1: yeah. Is that just a natural thing, that you talk a wee bit more about that, about that idea of Te Ranga Wai Wai, and the, 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 do, is that something you feel when you sit down in the studio? And is that something you're channelling through? Definitely, yeah
3: I, yeah. I see in my art form it's a gift from my tupuna, which is ancestors of Māori. And, um, yeah, I, it's a definite feeling that comes through when you work, and you can't control it, it just happens. And it's just a feeling and a sense of who you are and where you come from and a gift from your ancestors, how I feel, and it just comes through in your work. And, um, yeah, you just feel very blessed to be able to do it. Yeah. And
1: on those panels, though, each, each tells a story, when you explained them at the opening, each tells a particular story, the capture of a moment of life in Packery, essentially... Um, do you want to talk us through some of the, the stories or some of the origins of these panel works? Yeah, well,
3: it, you know, the, all of my works are based on traditional fi. you know, but I, I see my work as like a... It's built on a platform of those traditional fi, and then I look at the things around me, like I'll go for a walk down the beach. Some of them, like one of them here is uh, I saw a bit of seaweed, I just saw the pattern in the seaweed, and that's one of the works, you know. I, I see a lot of patterns in nature now, and um, then I just make them into my paintings,
1: yeah. And and Star, you you kind of approach it kind of similarly, where you, your figures seem to come from, where do your figures go? You're your figurative painter generally, and where, where do these figures come from? Are, are, are they ancestral? Are they imaginary? Are they you? Are they biographical? Or... How do they appear?
2: <laughs> they're... Um, okay, OK, so I find it hard to explain. They're... My experiences, like, my... What I... My mind is a camera, or it's what I feel and what I go through, but they're never specifically anybody, but it's what I feel and what I see. So, like, my mind or well, my eyes are a camera, full, but it comes from emotion. It comes from a place of things that affect me. And uh, I can't paint unless I feel something. And it, it, that's basically, I think I've, at 46 I've realised that I can't paint unless I'm emotionally feeling something.
1: Are you feeling that same sense of history? Are you, feel, what, are yep. you, are you yep. channeling? It's history, it? yeah. It's channeling stuff. I don't know who
2: they are, but they're a combination of everything and past, present, future. But after I've painted them, sometimes I can recognise people. Or something. Well, my mother used to say to me, that's so and so, that sounds. And I was like, oh, it is too. But then I don't paint portraits of people, it's sort mm-hmm. of unconscious. Um, amalgamations of all sorts, but it comes from feelings and maybe, I like how you said there's a fragility, which is totally true with all of my sisters, yeah. There is a fragility there that teeters on, I'm not sure what it is either. It's spiritual, it comes from our um, history, it comes from our upbringing, but yeah, vulnerability as well.
1: I I wonder if, you know, if you look at the life, we're living at the moment and you take social media for, for example and people are just so polarising they, they yeah I love this I hate this yeah. there's no in between anymore yeah. there's no sort of you know I, I um, just everybody's opinionated and it's quite rare that you get those little moments uh, sort of Reflection or fragility, because everybody has to present themselves to the world as perfect, mm, you know. Yeah, Instagram yeah, photographs yeah. and Facebook photographs. And I wonder if that connection, that strength of connection that people feel comes from something. Because they all, they, they, you know, there's not a lot of people doing cartwheels in your work. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, a sense of reflection there. Um, is that coming from you? There's a sense of sort of. Um, I don't know, talk, talk me through that, talk about yeah, I don't, the, the yeah. people in, in, in your work, what are you connecting to with them? What are they expressing? Depends what paintings they are, but yeah, it is. I, I
2: actually don't know, but I know it when I feel it and I know it when I see it and I know when I paint one that's going to affect people because mm-hmm. I just feel it. But I've painted lots that maybe aren't. Is it effective, but it is, it is coming from my Māori culture and my ancestors in tūpuna, but it might also be to show... I always would love to show Māori people as how I am, as, and it's gentle and it's um, kind, it's aroha, peaceful, and it's not aggressive or that's how... That's what I paint, but I only paint it because that's what I
1: know. Kindness oh, is a wonderful concept it's not a word you hear often mm. when people talk about painting and it's interesting because Aroha and in her work and it's particularly in the, the the piece she has here and um, from Packery Beach she, she, she literally sometimes shows ancestors in this kind of quite a ghostly fashion you know yeah. quite a, and and there's something quite deeply spiritual and ghost-like in much of her work, I think. But she definitely locks into the land in the landscape of Packery. Um, she even uses clay and, and earth yeah, in, in, in that so land fine. as well, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Ra, what is your technique? Do you... Where do these... Um, where does the composition of these paintings come from? Do you, do you draw first? Do you spend time you know, working at the composition before you... How how, how do you work? What's your process for these panel works?
3: Yeah, well, I usually get the idea and then I draw it all up. It's very much a design process actually of how I make my works. You know, and then I'll draw it all up and get the dimensions right, because it's actually quite mathematical, Wi-Fi, believe it or not, because you have to measure it all in to make it all fit, you know, and it's because it's repetitive patterns, so I just draw it up on a bit of tracing paper, shade the back, and then I go over, put it on a bit of board and go over the top of it. Yeah, so it's quite labour intensive, that first bit of getting the design down. Yeah, and then I carry on with the painting.
1: Have you? Is it, is these, these ones are relatively small, but I imagine, have you ever worked on a bigger scale?
3: Yeah, I have. I've done a lot of bigger ones.
1: Same process?
3: Uh, yeah, same process, yeah, but just bigger scale. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Ra, talking about those big paintings, you have a nickname for them, <laughs> don't you?
3: Yeah, we call them Te Papas. Te Papas, they're huge paintings that I've done and they never sell. But I always <laughs> try and do one every she year. She doesn't respect them. Yeah, and she thrown, yeah. threw one under the sparkle years ago. <laughs> no. And I'm like, dude, don't do that to Te Papa.
2: And I know that Te Papa won. And she's at like, I wish to now. She's up to Te Papa 3. Te Papa 3. She does no respect for them.
1: <laughs> Star, the, the painting we've got in the show, which is called Three Girls Waiting for a Bus, can you explain that one to us? Beautiful work, gorgeous. Is that biographical? I thought I saw a wee bit of you. No, you? That's, no, ah. it
2: wasn't at all. But I went to the Coromandel with a cousin of ours and um, her cousin's children were all waiting to go to Kuta Kopapa early in the morning as we were leaving. They're beautiful girls in the Coromandel. And I was like, oh, they're so beautiful. But the image um, stuck in my mind of them. And I was, like, I was so proud of them. They're only young and I tried to paint them, but it was from memory. It doesn't look like them, but it could be any three girls going to school. Um, but I was just really proud. They look quite strong. They look quite. So they were. They things. were strong girls. Yeah, um, I was just so proud that how lucky they are. Or lots of kids now go to Kurikka Papa and they go to their te reo schools, but mm-hmm. we we didn't. Um, but yeah, that's why I painted it because lots of kids now go to Kurikka Papa. I'm just proud of them. So, how did you learn Te, te Reo just at home? I, I don't speak different. Māori, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, a
3: little bit, Ra. Yeah. I don't. Ra, well, you do. Oh, I'm not 100% fluent, but yeah, just at home and at the Marae. Yeah, yeah. just more, you, yeah, just around the old people at the Marae. Picked it up from there.
1: Talking about the art scene in New Zealand, where Most commercial galleries, not all of course, but most commercial galleries are Pakeha owned. And there becomes an element of, you know, love it or hate it. There's an element of control there about what art is to show and what not to show. And there's not so many Maori owned galleries in this country. Um, And, you know, there are issues, I suspect there are issues of representation there as well. And is that, is that something you, you think about? Is that something you, you're um, aware of and conscious of in terms of your own careers? I mean, I know you've got well, very supportive um, ga- ga- gallerists behind you, but I'm talking about the, the New Zealand art scene as a whole. Do you think it could do a better job?
2: I know from friends of mine that I'm Māori that have had difficulties being represented by galleries and they found it, they, they struggled with it. But so that's my, my generation, my age, and they struggled with it and they found it very hard to the way that they were treated or the, the way that they thought was very different from what a gallery, how a gallery worked mm. and they left their galleries or their galleries dropped them, mm. which. And I've, a lot of my friends have been through that, and I haven't been through that. But I can see their struggle. I don't know the answer to it because yeah, I can see that it needs it will change. I know that it will change. But it's they felt uncomfortable, or the gallery demanded things of them that didn't match up with their their own papa, their way of working. So it's a balance, but it'll change, you know. Mm. But whereas, like with my sisters, so I'm proud of Aroha, She came out of art school and got a dealer art gallery, and it's not easy as well. It's it's the co is. How do you explain co rather? The way. Oh, like the subject. The or your, fun fact. yeah, the way you work. Yeah, the way you work. To go into a gallery that might not have that same belief as you. Mm. Mm.
3: So it becomes a challenge mm. where. It, because you're operating as a Māori in a Pakia based system, you know, which can be how I've seen both my sisters go through it, you know, and as a Māori, they're kind of having to work within these, you know, organisations, it's Pakya. You know, and it's, it's just two different, very different cultures.
1: The two universes, yeah. as it was once described to me, there's, there's no yeah. point in dipping your toe in. It's, they're, they're actually two parallel universes. Yeah, and I thought yeah. that was a lovely a lovely way of looking yeah, at it. That's yeah, that's a yeah.
3: much better way to say it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and, and you have to, as a gallerist, deal with these things with, with great sensitivity. But I do believe there is no... You know, it was very interesting, one of the Australian gallerists... Um, um, I noticed on their website it said um, we occupy stole, stolen Aboriginal land, and I thought, wow, you know, on the homepage oh, yeah, of your gallery to to make that up front, and, and that move towards decolonisation
3: yeah, is and,
1: happening, um, and I think it's a good thing, and yeah, that's, that's a great good. platform yeah. for subjects, oh. too, for co-creators as well, you know. Well, I think yeah. it opens it opens a little portal between those yeah. universes, which is based on respect. And yeah. curiosity, and yeah. not not an old fashioned way of yeah. curiosity where you would fetishise parts of a different culture, fetishize. or you would appropriate parts that were right for you. I do think it's this notion that we've got a tunnel between those universes that that, the, and the, the joy of showing artists like yourself, the purity in that is, yeah. the, in in that experience for me is really magical because it's not it's not presented as anything other than your experience. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I think part of the power in art that we have at the moment is to see why I think art is valuable in people's lives is it allows us to see the world through a different perspective. Yeah, yeah.
3: And, you know, if we can work in partnership with each other, different cultures, different yeah. people, all the more better, you know, because it's
1: more perspectives and, you know, letting other people see that. And it's an, inter- it's an interesting question when it comes to ev- even how I framed one of the earlier questions to say, you know, you know when I refer to art history, I'm refer- I, was, I was trained at art school in Edinburgh. We were taught that art history was very, very Eurocentric. It sort of started at Giotto and then it sort of moved on from there. And even that framework isn't necessarily appropriate for the work that you do yeah,
3: yeah. that's really it's interesting in that, yeah. yeah you you,
1: you, yeah. Can, you can see the world through your own eyes but what showing different artists I, I love that experience it's one of my favorite things about being a gallerist and imagine if you look around this space today you know with Grace Wright and Rebecca Wallace and Sarah Hughes and Fiona Paddington and Lisa Roa and Sally Gabori the magnificent mm-hmm. Sally Gabory, um and and your work in this context what I loved most about this show was they're all women mm. they all, but they all offer us a different story
3: yeah and it creates such a diverse pool you know to look at and to think about but it, it all to hangs
2: together beautifully, yeah it does it's really uh,
3: calm well, it's mm. not,
2: nothing's competing against each other it's all the same, it's not the same but it's a, it's a lovely space to sit in it It's not yelling out at each other it's
1: all it's actually really peaceful isn't it it is but but to to that point as well every single work is really powerful Mm. it stands on its own there's a terrific strength in this show i think which is you know it's one of the things when 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 we talk about the women's show and you know (laughs) you you, you still get people sort of rolling their eyes and they say oh god you're still doing the old women's shows (laughs) And I go, no, we're just doing a really kick-ass show that happens to be by women.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We don't
1: advertise it as a yeah. women's show. People come in and go, this is great. And then you get into the story of they're all women, they're all women doing their own thing.
3: wonderful. Yes, I think that's strength wonderful. and passion. Mm-hmm. It's amazing.
1: You know, one of the interesting things in universal history is um, language and how language can convey stories. and. Um, Tereo was predominantly a spoken language, not a written language, you know, to convey those stories and, and your heritage and all the wisdom that came with it. And I wonder if also there's a place in your art that tries to do that too. It doesn't explain everything, but it does record it.
3: Yeah, I think, yes, definitely. Because, you know, as you look, if you look especially into Maori art, like Kofaifa, what I do, It's not only decorative art form, but it holds the histories and stories of our people as well. That's how they handed down their histories and their stories. The same with carving as well, and also song, you know. They told their histories and their stories through song, as well as the art, so yeah, yeah. That's
2: exactly right, yeah. I think it definitely comes through our paintings, and I think that's what you've pinned it
1: It's true. So Star, what, what do you if, you, if you were to think about who are you painting for? Are, are, are you painting for your history? Are you painting for you? Are you painting for the generations that are going to come after you?
2: I don't know. I hope that I'm painting for all of the world. But I think that rural can become global too, or small can become big but I think if it comes from an honest place it can or a place from your heart and your spirit it can become anybody in the world can understand it universal universal it's a universal yeah. connection universal. isn't it
1: yeah. I love when art does that yeah I
2: think oh. it's just a yeah.
1: joyful thing yeah that's why we all it. that's why we all yeah. love yeah. it I guess you know none of us are becoming millionaires well
2: <laughs> <Yeah.
1: Bravo. laughs> would you is is working together i get what's really fascinating for me is you work together and you don't get much chance to show together
3: oh
2: it's pretty
1: sad really you know isn't yeah, it yeah oh. Oh, we, we, i think we'll...
2: we could we could have more but i think Ooh. it was it's timely it is yeah. timely. i wasn't um mm-hmm. well i knew that it would come the time and yeah. without it's it's more a time thing mm-hmm. that now and then Aroha rings me up and saying, oh, ra, look, she's taking over. Watch out. Here she's coming up in the background. But then there's
1: our brother too. So It's all like running jokes. But it's all about time. What's been really interesting for the feedback for us for this show has been amazing from the local... You know, we live in, we live in an area which has really small villages and small populations, Pakiri under 200, Matakana about 600 people. You know, Lee, don't know what the population of Lee is, it kind of be far off Matakana. And yet people have really con- people locals have come in and, and really connected with the idea oh, of seeing the Gossage sisters together. Yeah, That's yeah. been really special for us, you know, and oh, something great. that you kind of think to gallery, we have international ambitions. We're showing three local artists, all of whom have, have international ambitions as well. And that makes it really special and it shows you that Anywhere in the world, you can, you can when, when you get the right artists, you can show work that you could. This, this stuff would look great anywhere in the world. You could show this in London or New York or Berlin and it would and it would be sensational.
2: Our well, dad, eh, hey, wanted to six, do that. You all,
1: all, all his life, eh?
3: Yeah. Family yeah. exhibition. A family exhibition <laughs> was one of dad's dreams. But like us, it's always timing because we've all got our own families and, you know, it's making it work, so... It's great and thank you, Scott, that we could come here and exhibit together, you know. It's wonderful to have the opportunity and the space. Thank to you. Do it.
1: and look, it's a privilege for us and the Vivian team and um, I think we should do it again. Yeah. I think we need to, need to need to help make that happen. We'll, why not? we'll get the other
3: two Tahoe Madman as well. All five of them.
1: <laughs> I'll need to build a new extension. And then there's the
2: next little generation of, we call them the Polonies.
3: Because we yeah. call ourselves the sausages. So they're the Polonies. Our kids. <laughs> they're good. The Polonies <laughs> are better than us. Are,
2: yeah. they, are
1: they going to continue the Gossage artistic tradition? Oh, we, do hope you think? So. A we hope so. couple of them so, might.
3: Yeah. Polonies. Yeah, the Polonies. <laughs> look out.
1: Well, look. it's been amazing to talk to you both. Um, thanks so much for your time. Thank you for your faith in the Vivian, and for showing with us, we, we, we could not be more happy. Star Gossage, Ra Gossage, Aroha Gossage couldn't be here this evening. Thank you so much for supporting the Vivian. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you,
3: Scott, yeah. for having yeah. us. Yeah.
0: Thank you to Star and Ra Gossage for joining us for this Vivian podcast. If you'd like to learn more about the work in the show, visit the Vivian website at thevivian.co.nz And as ever, please subscribe to our podcasts and we'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback.